Calling all curious, kind, and loyal kids. Wonder Club Explorers is an independent scouting program where kids have fun earning colorful patches like Nature Explorer, Obstacle Ninja, Plain Air Painter, and more. The best part about Wonder Club Explorers is there is no need to fundraise or add yet another meeting to a busy schedule. Let's make childhood an adventure again. Wonder Club Explorers is a great way to encourage your kids to be screen-free and outdoors. Use code BELOYAL for 20% off your order. Visit wonderclubexplorers.co for more info. Hi, and welcome to the Run Wild My Child podcast, where we discuss the benefits and importance of getting kids outside and help parents get their kids off screens and out the door. I'm Sarah McCarty, mom of three and founder of Run Wild My Child, a resource website filled with outdoor adventures for families and easy ways to make outdoor time fun and enjoyable for everyone, even if you're not outdoorsy. We're all parents here, and we know that getting outside with kids isn't always or ever easy. So we're here to discuss the mess and the meltdowns right along with the memories and the magic. Thanks so much for being here. Today on the podcast, we have Desiree Mackey, who is one of my dear friends and a mother of two. She runs a successful cookie-making business out of her home. For the last 10 years, she's lived just outside of Los Angeles, California, and they recently made the move over to Kansas City. Despite living in a big city, her family's made spending time outside a priority. They're huge fans of visiting state and national parks, as well as conservation areas and nature preserves. She's written some awesome posts for our website about tide pooling with kids, reef-safe sunscreen options, social distancing activities for city kids, and more. She's also one of our Instagram moderators and can be found online sharing snippets of her family's outdoor adventures and beautiful cookies in her feed and ours. She's here today with tips and advice for city parents on how to spend more time outside with your kids. Welcome, Desiree. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, this is going to be so much fun. This is a topic today that is near and dear to my heart. We also live in the suburbs of a big city, and I think that cities have a terrible reputation for not being green and outdoorsy. And I think that spending time outside is so important for kids, no matter where they live. And it's not just for kids who live in the country. So I'm really excited to tackle this subject today and give our city parents some inspiration and some easy ways they can get outside. Yeah, definitely. Let's start a little bit about your background. Can you tell us about yourself and your family and where you grew up and where you've been raising your kids? Sure. So I was born and raised in Iowa. Um, and contrary to perhaps um, popular belief, we're not all farmers. I actually lived in a very small town that was agriculturally based. So that had a pretty big impact on my life, even though we weren't farmers. I went to Iowa State. And after college, I moved to Kansas City, where I was an aquatics coordinator for a parks and rec department um, in one of the suburbs of the metro. It's where I met my husband. He was actually a police officer for the same city. We met playing on a softball team, and he um, changed careers. His career um, and his current career now actually transferred us to Los Angeles just about 11 years ago. And Los Angeles is where we had our son, who is eight, and our daughter, who is five. And so for the last eight years, we 
tackled the hurdle of raising our kids in not the Midwest. So that's kind of my background in a nutshell. Well, thank you for that. Los Angeles is definitely a quintessential large city. Yeah, it's just, it's a beast. You know, Los Angeles is, um, it's amazing. There are a lot of things in Los Angeles, but it is not a place that I would like immediately think of as being outdoorsy or somewhere you would go to uh, spend time outside with your kids. So it was, it was uh, quite the learning curve for us raising our kids there. What are some easily accessible places that families that live in cities, where they, where can they find nature in cities? Where did you guys go in a big city? Some of our favorite places were the nature preserves and nature centers. Um, there are little pockets all over the city. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most large cities, little pockets of nature spaces. And so we spend a ton of time at nature preserves, nature centers. State parks were another great resource. And all of those places typically had hiking trails or wide open spaces where the kids could just kind of free range and explore, which was not something we had because we didn't have a backyard. So we had to kind of go find those places and um, make those places kind of our own on a daily basis. Yeah. I think one of the great things about cities, you know, they, cities have everything and they also have access to nature. You just kind of have to know where to look. Our, you know, our city has a botanical gardens and a lot of really just amazing little parks here and there, but it does take a little extra effort to get out and explore these new places. Having just moved to a new location, do you have any tips for parents who are just trying to figure out where to go or aren't familiar with their area, maybe know of places but have never explored those particular places? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So my, right now, my favorite resources are um, our local, the city that we live in, as well as the county, they both have parks and recreation departments. So I have been um, looking both those parks and rec departments up online and Instagram and Facebook. They've been really good resources for helping us find new parks, new wide open spaces. Um, so I would I would highly encourage and recommend parks and recreation departments to start there. You can find things within your city really easily with the parks and rec department and then kind of expand from there. And those places are really good resources too to, to ask, Hey, you know, we're new here, where else in the state or in the County can we go and check out beaches or lakes or where are your nature preserves? So those have been my favorite places as of right now. And then of course, just, um, meeting mom friends and tapping into that, that mom pool of where do you take your kids? You know, where do you get out and where do you explore? So those are my two favorites right now. It's, it's been quite the process considering we're getting used to just weather right now. We didn't have that in LA. Yeah. So we're trying to find things that we can do that are weather appropriate for my children who are a little bit weak in the department of like anything under 60 degrees. <laughs> that must be rough. <laughs> it's, it's been something. It has it's, been. An, it's definitely an adjustment. Absolutely. How are they handling the change? My son, my eight-year-old, he's doing really well. He doesn't seem to mind so much, but my daughter, who is a bit of a, she's free spirited. So, um, clothing aren't her favorite and jackets and <laughs> shoes have been a real struggle for us. So we're learning, we're learning together how to dress appropriately for 
for weather. I always love her pictures with that never have any shoes on. So that'll be a rude awakening when there's snow. Oh, there will be. We've, I mean, we've, mornings are a struggle right now to get out uh, with, with clothes that are appropriate for 30 degrees. It's been, it's been <laughs> something for her. Well, I love the fact that you mentioned social media here. Um, and mainly because I also think that Instagram, particularly with their geotagging and where you can look at pictures of local places could be really helpful for finding new places in a city or close to you. Yes. And then as well as Facebook groups, um, I think can be a really great resource with lots of other local moms to give you tips and recommendations and places that they've explored and what to do around your area. Absolutely. Those have been the the two primary resources for me just to find places. I mean, we have a yard now, which is great, but it's always nice to go explore something bigger. So those two resources have been super helpful for our family getting beyond our front yard. Yes. Um, Do you have any tips for parents who are maybe exploring new places on how to help their kids adjust to new places. I don't know if your kids are like mine, but anytime I recommend going someplace new that they've never been, I get so much fight and pushback and yes, and whining and crying. And, and I think maybe it's just the concept that it's new. And once they're there, they're completely fine and they have fun and they want to go back, but they they struggle with trying new places. That's the same with my kids as well. I get a lot of kickback. Uh, I don't know if it's just going beyond the comfort zone, which I mean, as adults, I feel like we can relate anything out of the comfort zone is always a little scary. Um, A few of the things that I've done like in route to a new location is I like to create treasure hunts or, you know, scavenger hunt type maps. And I give that to them when we're in the car and explain now when we're out, this is what we're going to look for, you know, and at the end, if you find them all, or if we check off all the boxes, you know, perhaps we can stop and, and get a slushy or an ice cream cone or whatever. So there's always a little incentive and it's not necessarily always the most healthy, but sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and do what you got to do to get out the door. That's such a great idea. What kind of things do you include if you're not familiar with the location? Um, I tried to do a little bit of research when we lived down by the tide pools. Um, you know, I looked for animals that I, I thought we would be able to easily find in the tide pools or when we go on hikes, um, simple things like a yellow flower or a red leaf. It doesn't have to be super intricate or overly complex, just easy things that will most likely be found when we're out and about. So that way nobody fails and everybody comes out a winner. It's always nice for them to have something to do while they're out, too. Um, it tends to distract the kids and, and keep keeps them moving. Definitely. And giving them a goal always, um, for my kids anyway, giving them a goal or something to achieve uh, tends to make the, the kickback or the pushback of not wanting to try it a, a little easier, I feel. Yeah. Do you find that once they've been there once, they're more willing to go back a, a second time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, once they see or understand how fun or exciting or, you know, just thrilling it can be to check out a new location. uh, I don't think we've ever had a time where we've tried something new, you know, and in the the initial phases, they didn't want to try it. I don't think we've ever had an experience where I suggested again and they don't want to go back. That's great. Yeah. 
Have you ever been someplace that maybe you didn't feel safe or you got there and it was just completely a disappointment or not what you expected? I think I'm the one who gets more disappointed in things. I like to, I feel probably build things up in my head, um, you know, and I, I feel social media sometimes has a play in that, you know, you build something up in your head and you expect it to be this grand wondrous thing. Um, and it might not be in my mind as awesome as I expect, but my kids have never been disappointed in, you know, a new park, you know, the play structure might not be the newest, but they still have fun. I don't think it's pretty or photo worthy, but you know, I'm the one who usually is less impressed or more disappointed than the kids. You know, they just are happy once we get there to be out. So not really, you know, honestly, not really, which is good, I guess. That is good. And that's a good point that kids look at this through completely different eyes and they don't have the expectations going into this that we sometimes do. They don't have, you know, the the comparison factor, you know, when you see things and I'm just, you know, guilty as, as anybody, but, you know, you see something like, oh, that's going to be wonderful. And then you get there and you're like, wow, this isn't quite, quite what it looked like in the photo. Right. But the kids don't. The kids, the kids don't, they don't know. So they don't care. They're just, they're just happy. <laughs> so what are some of your or your kids' favorite activities to do in or around a city? So my son is really into geocaching. So we love, we, he and I kind of make that our, our date when we go out together. We like to geocache. He's really into that scavenger hunt. And it's one of the few times that um, I will actually hand my phone to him and let him use that. He is typically not allowed the phone. So it's a pretty big treat for him to um, utilize the phone while being on a scavenger hunt outside. So geocaching is, I would say, my son's favorite. And my my daughter's favorite thing is just honestly being able to be running around outside wild without shoes and a coat on so she's happy pretty much anywhere I love it can you tell us a little bit more about geocaching you know that it's one of my and my family's favorite things to do too and it is such a great activity to do in a city and it's perfect for maybe older kids who are kind of getting beyond playgrounds or or little kid things and want something a little more of a challenge or, you know, with a tech aspect involved? Sure. So it's, uh, and you might actually be the, the better one to explain this, but it's, it's a real live treasure hunt. Um, your phone on the phone, there's an app that kind of shows the general area of where these little caches, or we call them treasures are. And there's a navigation, I think, right, if I'm saying that right, that you kind of follow to locate the cache. And once you're in the area, if you find the cache, you can go on the app and kind of mark that you found it. Uh, A lot of the caches have little logs where you can sign your name. Some of them have little trinkets that you can swap out for things that you may bring. It's just, it's an actual real live treasure hunt that is literally all over the world and it's just the coolest thing my son just absolutely adores when we go out and go on hunts because it's just amazing to find a magnet stuck on a utility box that's you know camouflaged but you can write your name in it if you know how to open it it I just I don't know I mean I don't know if I did a good job explaining it but it's just the coolest thing 
It is so cool. Uh, it really blew my mind when we started geocaching, just how many caches were out there. I thought, you know, I'd heard of this, but I never realized the network and just how many of these are available. And they're they're everywhere. They're not just in cities, but they are, you know, in my tiny little hometown, you know, of a couple thousand people had dozens of them hidden around. So I was completely impressed. And it's always so much fun to give the kids a bit of a challenge. And it gets them outside and exploring and I guess like orienteering a little bit um, to figure out directions and be creative and come up with, you know, where the cache is hidden. And my kids always like to decide whether or not that would be the place where they would hide it. So they, they like to look around and think, oh, this would have been a better place. So on the cache note, do you have one? Do your Does your family have a geocache that you found that is your favorite? Is there a unique one that really sticks out? Um, yes. Uh, yes, there is. There is one in a local park here that is at the very, very back of the park through the trees and is in a birdhouse that you have to solve a problem and then unlock the birdhouse and you open it up and then you pull out a box and then you have to do the another code on that box and then you open it up and there was another code uh, in canister. I mean, it took us forever with little kids to do this and it was so much fun. Um, and it's just disguised as this little birdhouse and you can actually see it from the road. So when we drive by that park, the kids are just so excited and they they always point and want to stop and go solve the cash again and again and again. Yes. Yes. When we lived in Los Angeles, there was this wall that was a mosaic. I mean, it was just massive, probably 50 foot wall of mosaic tiles. And the artist who created this mosaic wall was a geocacher herself. And so she created the wall to where a piece of the mosaic tile actually unscrewed. And so you were opening up the wall and inside the wall was this hidden like compartment with your cache with all these little trinkets and stuff. And so every time after we discovered that one, every time we drove by the wall, my kids were just like, hey, there's the cache. And, you know, just the typical regular everyday passerby has no idea that there's this treasure hidden inside this wall. And it's just the, the neatest thing. I remember seeing that on your Instagram account and just mind blown. My mind was blown too. I was, I just kept saying, I can't believe this is here. You know? <laughs> it was just the coolest thing ever to, to find and, you know, be able to, to, you know, say we went on a treasure hunt today, a real treasure hunt and inside a wall, we found, you know, the, the treasures. So yes, it's so much fun for kids. It is. It's really fun. So do you have any advice for parents in cities that want to spend more time outside with their kids? My biggest piece of advice, because, you know, it's it's now living in the suburbs and having a yard, it's just really easy to open up the door here and shoo the kids outside. But my biggest piece of advice for, for families is to, you know, pack the snack bag, pack the water and just get out there and try it. You know, look up a location and just go check it out. Because worst case scenario is your kids will run around for a little bit. You'll probably go through 57 snacks, but at least you've gotten outside and you may find a new place that you love and it you know, becomes your place. It took us a long time to just finally, you know, 
bite the bullet and just go do it. But, you know, once we started exploring, it was just so much easier to just just keep going. Yeah, that's a great point. Sometimes the anticipation or the dread of getting everything ready and packed and shoes and kids out the door and in the car seats is way worse than actually getting outside. It takes so much time and energy to get out the door that it can be discouraging. Yes. And I even still, even though, you know, it's not as much of a hassle anymore because outside is a little bit easier to access, but I always pack the night before, like, you know, we're going to go to the conservatory tomorrow. So The snack bags are packed, the water bottles in the refrigerator. So all I really have to do is, you know, fight with my daughter to get her shoes on and get in the car. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me was like prepping the night before. So it didn't seem so overwhelming when it's time to go. That's such great advice. Do you have anything in your car already packed or do you pack, like have a bag that's ready to go at a moment's notice or how do you do that? Our snack bag is always loaded. Um, that's just something that I always keep because if there's one thing I've learned, it's like if you go somewhere somewhere without snacks, someone's going to end up whining. So the snack bag is always, always packed. Because that's the most important part. Oh, I think that's that's why they like to adventure is because they just get to snack the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you can convince kids to do just about anything with the right snacks. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, before we go, I thought it would be fun to end each episode of the podcast with our guest recommending one thing for parents. So this could be an activity or a book or a place, uh, an article, outdoor gear, a game, anything is open. So um, Desiree, I'd love to ask, what would you recommend to parents today? Can I do two? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. There are no rules here. (laughs) So the first one I, I, I love, and it'll probably come up again is our relay go. Um, my son I've mentioned before he's eight years old and I want to give him a little bit of independence. Um, but I still want to know where he's at when he goes beyond our front yard. So I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the relay go, but it's this little device. That's like a, basically like a walkie talkie that connects to my phone. Um, and it also has like a GPS locator in it. So if my son, Son goes to a friend's house, you know, a few blocks over, he slips the relay go in his pocket and he takes off. And when he leaves our home, my phone gets a notice that says your son has left your, you know, your geo range. And then I can see on my phone exactly where he is. And if it's time for dinner, I can kind of page him and say, Hey buddy, it's time to come home. He can message me back. So It's just this little device that he can slip in his pocket and feel independent, but I still kind of have the proverbial eyes on him. Such a great recommendation. It's on our gift guide every year. Um, My kids also have these. It's just peace of mind for parents with being able to get in touch with your kid without giving them a smartphone or a screen. Yes, exactly. And I love that he likes to um, walkie talkie me is kind of what we call it to let me know, hey, mom, I'm at my friend's house or hey, mom, we're playing tag. So I think he thinks it's kind of cool, too. But at the same time, it just gives me a little bit of comfort to know that, you know, I can see him, quote unquote, without, you know, being right on top of him. Great recommendation. Second recommendation would be the National Parks Passport Book. Um, 
our family uh, are big national park adventurers and we love taking our national passport book with us the kids love stamping um, the stamps which can be found at any of the visitor centers so when we go on our big trips we take our passport book we do our adventure and then we end the trip by stopping at the visitor center to stamp our passport book and the kids love it it's something that they look forward to and we've done that at all of the national parks and national monuments that we've visited those books can be found, I believe, at any of the National Park Visitor Centers, and I think they're online. But it's just essentially a free, you know, token or memento from the National Park, and the kids like it because they get to stamp something, which isn't something we do a whole lot of. So they like going in and getting that stamped off in their books. I love that idea. And I would also recommend parents check out their state uh, conservation departments to see. I know the Missouri has a state park passport that you can get. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And each each state park is in there. There are you know, so many. And um, there's a little, there are some photos and a little blurb and some information about each park. And then there's a place for kids to get their stamp. And it's arranged by geographic location. So um, definitely if you're, if you don't have a lot of national parks near you, but you like state parks, um, check your local conservation department and maybe see if they've got something on a, on a more local level. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that will be going into our uh, holiday gift ideas. We do, we, we do the national parks, but I didn't realize that the state parks also have that as well. So we will be checking that out for sure. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a wrap. Desiree, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to everyone for listening and to for prioritizing outdoor play. Desiree, is there um, somewhere where we can all find you online if we want to follow along on your outdoor adventures and your incredible cookie making? So my personal Instagram page is Desiree Mackey or at Desiree Mackey, D-E-S-I-R-E-E-M-A-C-K-E. And my business page, which is where you'll find all of the cookies, is Cooling Rack Confections. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope this discussion today helped inspire parents to spend some time outside with your kids and helped you all find new ways to encourage your child to run wild. Hey, before you go, wanted to let you know that this summer, Run Wild My Child is launching a magazine. That's right, a real-life, physical, printed, hold-it-in-your-hands, get-off-of-a-screen magazine. As the world is going digital, we're going more analog. Each issue is jam-packed with gorgeous photography and inspiring stories from moms just like you who are out there adventuring with your kids. You'll find outdoor parenting advice, seasonal challenges, activity lists, book and gear recommendations for moms and kids, creature features, jokes, planner pages, and tons of creative ideas to keep your family excited about getting outside. If you're ready to get off your screens and turn up the fun this summer, you can subscribe on our website or using the link in the show notes below. As a subscriber, you'll also get access to our exclusive online community, Adventure Up, where you can connect with other outdoorsy moms who are ready to take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Inside the membership, you get access to bonus materials, online workshops and presentations, and it's a great place to ask questions, get advice, give your own recommendations, and make friends. Don't miss out. The summer issue of the Run Wild My Child magazine launches in early June. Happy adventuring!